When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Wilt Skywalker Steel. Boom! It's time to turn that page to talk about a part of the offseason that we just have no fun with, man. We could never really partake in and get excited about, but it is a part of the football discussion. I'm talking about free agency. I thought it was only fitting that we begin with a position that was one of the most talked about positions before the season, during the season, and now will be after the season. But I don't think they're going to get their hands dirty like we think. So I've got three cap boy criteria fits. If you don't know what the cap boy criteria is, I will explain that uh, later on in the show. And I understand it's Valentine's Day. It's uh, it's love day. But a lot of Cowboys Nation uh, is not going to they're not going to love these options. And that's because when you have the de facto general manager of Stephen Jones, you aren't going to really get those type of guys. Now, this free agent class this season for wide receivers, it's not jam packed anyway. But there are a certain amount of guys that fans are adoring. But when you go look at that market value, you might as well eliminate that playboy. That's not happening here in Dallas. And we'll talk about a few of those because I'm sure it'll pop up here in the chat. Um, but I got three guys, one, two, three, that are not only just Catboy criteria fits, but also one of them at the very least, I think will fit what Mike McCarthy historically has done uh, throughout his career in regards to drafting guys. So make sure y'all stick around for that, Cowboys Nation. What's up with y'all, Bomb Squad? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we feeling? Y'all still feeling good from that loss from the Eagles? I mean, I haven't really watched all the the, the letter networks or whatnot, but uh, I'd imagine Cowboys Nation is still, uh, you know, poking fun at the Eagle fans. I've seen it on Twitter at the very least, and boy, those Eagle fans are uh, pissed off. Absolutely pissed off uh, this this week, which they should be. They took an L in the Super Bowl, but I ain't mad at them. But what's up, DA? What's up, Jameson, Tyrone? Toxic Tom, stink, toxic, hallelujah, stink, to- stinking toxic, got you. Hallelujah, uh, Kose in the building, cautious, optimistic, Colin. See, toxic, you got so many people doing the name thing here. You're a trendsetter, sir. Uh, Nicholas P, uh, L, L, that's my guy L, what's good, brother? Uh, cautious, optimistic, Danny Savage, Gregory in the building, Jameson, Tyrone, uh, Marcus Hardison, what's goody? Peter Rizzo over on Facebook, Alpha Mason, Towboat Tie, uh, well, it's Iceberg Q, and many more coming through. What's up, Zach over on Facebook as well, Zach Bush, and John Garcia, 
Y'all couldn't hear the music? Interesting. Interesting. Can y'all hear that music? That's what happens when you're not. You don't got the ESPN money. What's up, CJ? What's up, Cowboys up north? Uh, who else? F word Montgomery and the many more coming through. So let me see here. All right. There's music playing now in the background, but y'all couldn't hear the music before. I don't know what's good with the weight music. Not really sure. I'm about to see what's up with that uh, and figure that out once we once I get through the show. But let's jump into this roundup. Get to the meat and potatoes of the show. Shouldn't be that long. Uh, if you want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. And uh, let's go. Time. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. I just feel bad for our players. They're all out here recruiting these dudes, speaking up, trying to get guys over here. Legit guys. <laughs> and you just know Jerry and Steven are like, whatever. But Michael Parsons is is trying his hardest. He's not only recruiting Calais Campbell, that's the latest guy that they talked he talked about. Uh, but he's also has recruited Deron Payne. And when I say recruit, I mean he mentioned him at the very least. He spoke with PFT and he said, quote, we've got to go after free agency. I think he's starting to see other teams and how they're attacking. He says, You've got to spend the money. Why not spend it? I think we got a chance. I think we could be in Vegas next year. And then he talked about a specific player, and he said, I like Deron Payne a lot. We talked about Deron Payne last week. Uh, once we get to the DTs, he'll be one of those guys where he doesn't fit the Catboy criteria, but he's one of those guys where we wish, we hope, we would love to sign. The other guy was Calais Campbell, uh, a guy that I featured last year in, in our Catboy criteria as well as our play the general manager game. If y'all remember that, he was a guy that I, I was like, hey, let's sign him and still draft the dude. Clayus Campbell's still going. I don't know how, but he's still doing it. He's up there in age, uh, playing a bunch of one-year deals. One of those veterans, Walter Payton man of the year winners. Respected around the league, on the field and off, will be great in the locker room. I, I've been a big Calais Campbell fan this whole entire career, so I'm biased. I know he's older, would love to have him. Clearly so with Michael Parsons. Find it interesting, though, he's recruiting defensive tackles. He wants to keep himself clean if he's playing linebacker or, or, you know, dedicate some attention to the middle of the field, a position the Cowboys tend to ignore when it comes to free agency in the draft. So, you know, it's one of those positions, man, that I don't put a lot of stock in the Cowboys actually featuring in free agency, but it's good to see Micah Parsons at least try to put some pressure on the front office. But he ain't the only one. C.D. Lamb also spoke up, not once, but twice, about adding more weapons. Uh, he said, quote, we've, j- we've just got to focus. Now, come on, C.D. We've just got to, of course, add more weapons, he told Cameron Wolf of L- NFL Network. He said, I feel like in that situation, you can always be better. There's never enough. You can never have enough ammo. 
And then obviously you had Diggs telling Cowboys Nation to rally to go get his brother. Now that's more of a little brotherly love. But nonetheless, man, people are speaking up. You know, the players are speaking up, trying to get some guys here. Now, will that fall on deaf ears? Likely. Most likely. Because the Cowboys seem to be dug in on how they want to operate in free agency. And it just doesn't seem like anything is going to change their mind, no matter if they see their, you know, rivals go to the Super Bowl, if they see their NFC compadres do the same things and win the Super Bowl, if they see the AFC teams doing similar things and winning and getting to the Super Bowl. They just seem to be dug in their own ways. That sucks for us. But from a content standpoint, I don't like to steer you guys in the wrong direction. So when we talk about free agency, I like to talk about free agency as much in a more realistic way as possible. Like, I'm going to talk about the guys I would love to have if it fits in that realistic realm. But for the most part, we understand the Cowboys are not going to go after those top dudes. However, the wide receiver position doesn't have a whole lot of those top guys. Not in free agency this year. No sir, Bob. And to give you a hint on my three guys that I'm going to talk about later, one of them is not Odell Beckham. It's not. Now, I know they said they're going to circle that block and come back to Odell Beckham. Uh, and hey, they may eventually sign Odell Beckham. I'm not saying they won't do it. But I'm pretty sure if he comes above a certain number, and it don't got to be a high one. I'm talking like $6, 7000000 million. There's a high chance that they just pass on Odell Beckham. Because we, we talked about this last season. And maybe I should have brought this uh, graphic back up. There is, a, there is a number they have, man. The high-end number. Uh, since Brandon Carr is about $6 million. That's about the highest they have been willing to go. And that was Alan Hearns. They, didn't, they haven't paid anybody $6 million in free agency since Alan Hearns in 2018. $6 million is not a lot of money. But it's a lot of money for us, but it's not a lot of cap. Let me say that. But if Odell Beckham is creeping past that, we're talking about $8, 9 10 11 $12 million, you can forget about it. You can forget about it. And honestly, I don't even know if that'd be smart to pay Odell Beckham, you know, 10, 11, 12 million dollars. We don't we don't know what he's looking like with these two ACLs. So we'll keep an eye on that. But he's not one of the guys I have here. And let's remember, it was Jerry Jones. Who came out a couple weeks ago, senior bowl and said that they screwed up on the wide receiver position. They screwed up by putting all their eggs in a third round pick out of South Alabama not Alabama. They screwed up by putting all their eggs in a hurt guy with an ACL injury. They screwed up. He said that. And then we saw the actions before he said that by trying to go get all these wide receivers. I say, let's not do that again. At the very least, I'm not saying you got to go trade for D hop. We'll love to have a D hop, but at the very least, you need to bring in some guys that can put some heat on some of these other young dudes because these young guys are going to get a shot. I think they will, especially if this West coast offense is coming in, but you got to bring in some guys that have done some good things in this league to either a push some of these dudes off the roster or B flat out, be a part of the offense, but it has to be a real effort. It can't be a, we're going to go get and no shots fired at you. Toxic time. We're going to go get Ryan. Nall. You know, guys like that. No, it has to be guys that you think can actually contribute on this team. Um, 
and hope for the best, unfortunately. That's kind of where we're at as Cowboy fans. Now, here's a problem. And they have to fit in this Catboy criteria. What is the Catboy criteria? The CBC. Number one, and likely the most important thing, you got to be cheap. That's self-explanatory. We, we don't need to dive into that. You have to be cheap. Number two, underutilized slash castoffs. Now that will eventually fall under cheap as well, right? But you got to be a guy that has been underutilized somewhere else or you're just a castoff somewhere else. The J. Ron Curses of the world, the, the Carlos Watkins of the world, hell, the James Washingtons of the world. Right. And number three, either you're a hurt guy with potential or a hurt guy with a past. Hurt guy with the potential or a hurt guy with the past. And that's a guy like Malik Hooker. That was a hurt guy with potential. A hurt guy with the past is a guy like Demonte KZ, Anthony Barr. These are the Catboy criteria: Cheap, underutilized slash castoffs or hurt guy with potential or hurt guy with the past. Well, how do you know that, Scott? Just go look. Go look at the free agents that have been signed over the last decade, if you want to go back that far. You want to go back a half decade? Cool. You want to go back three years? They all fit that mantra. All of them. Every single last one. Usually, some of them fit all three. Some of them fit one. Some of them fit two of the three. But that's how you have to view free agency for the Cowboys, and that's why it's not fun. Because you can't put your mind in the, hey, man, we can go out and get a Zadarius Smith. We can go out and get a, a, a Von Miller. Like you can't really put your mind there because that's not going to happen. So I got three guys. And before I do that, I want to make sure I got this set up right for y'all for this first one. Now, if you're a football fan, you're going to know all three of these dudes. Some people may not because there are a few of the, or at least one of them. At least one of them that is not a big name or not even close to a big name. Give me a second. I want to make sure I got this. Okay, I'll get it. I'll get it in a second. Oh, man. I hate when I'm late like this. Boom, boom, bam, pow. All right, here we go. So the first one that fits the Catboy criteria for the Dallas Cowboys a name that I think a lot of you should be familiar with because the Cowboys played this specific this specific player earlier in the season. And that's Paris Campbell. Now, Paris Campbell is going to fit the very first one, which is the cheap one, right? Like, And he's also been a bit of a hurt guy, but he definitely fits that cheap one. All these guys should relatively fit under the cheap. But Paris Campbell is the youngest of the guys that I'm going to show here at age 25. Played for the, the, the Colts last year and played for the Colts his entire career. Had a career season last year. 63 receptions, 623 yards, three tutties. And most of his production came from the slot. Now, y'all know me. Y'all know what I've been trying to do with C.D. Lamb for a little bit here. And that's utilize C.D. Lamb more on the outside doesn't have to be exclusive but a little bit more on the outside and Paris Campbell played about 82 percent 
of his snaps in the slot. So one could say he's a slot slot. And if you look at his production, most of his production came on receptions 10 yards and in. 64 of his targets were within 10 yards, and he forced six missed tackles within 10 yards. Uh, he's not a super veteran type of dude, but he's been around. He finally got his shot, and he showed some promise in a porous Indianapolis Colts offense with a bad quarterback. Well, how much is it going to cost? His calculated market value per spot rack or spot track is one year, $2.5 million. That fits the Catboy criteria. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So the question to you, Cowboys Nation, is Paris Campbell a guy you would be interested in? I know it's probably not going to excite you. But again, we're looking for guys that can fit, that can contribute, that can have some type of uh, impact on this team knowing the parameters were dealt. Are you in or are you out on a potential Paris Campbell target? Are you in or you out? None of these guys are going to move the needle. Like I said earlier, it's, it's love day, but y'all ain't going to love a lot of these dudes. Are you in or are you out? I'm going to have to use this chat. I don't know why Restream Chat been tripping. All right, here we go. Boom, boom. I'm interested, says Elise. King Element says I would. Or Allison, I'm sorry. Steven says no. Big says out. C is out. A1 is in. Michael is out. This is kind of a, a mixed bag here. Mr. 2306, I like Paris. Greg is out. Danny, this is depressing. <laughs> uh, Dominique is out. Colin is in. It's about 50-50. King says he's got untapped potential. That's fair. It's a no for me, says uh, Professor O. If he can fly, says A. Aaron. Not really. We need someone who can rival CD a little bit. So Paris Campbell is not going to be a guy I think that's going to play oppo of CD. I think he would be the slot guy. I think, uh, and I talk, I talk about this a lot. I would like to see CD play this Z in the West Coast offense. I just would. Um, I think... They did the right thing by putting him in the slot his rookie year. They did the right thing by utilizing him all over the field this past season because they had to. Uh, but I think it's time to let him settle in somewhere and, and kind of let him spread his wings a bit. Let's, let's get him on more drags. Let's get him on more mesh routes. Let's, and if we want to get him, send him deep. Let's send him deep on these play actions and not just in the middle of the field when it's just a straight line scene. So... A guy like Paris will allow you to move C.D. Lamb on the outside a little bit more and kind of be that primary Z. Which, again, if you do that, you also dictate the, the coverage of the defense as well. While y'all continue to talk on Paris Campbell, I'm going to jump into the phone lines, get about a call or two in here. The Pulse Nation Hotlines presented by the Cochran Firm. Since 2005, my guys Larry and Brian over at the Cochran Firm have been holding it down. And if you're in the Dallas area, I know for sure you've probably ran into some issues out there on the roads. My guys got you. If you've been a part of a class action suit or need to be, my guys got you. Hit them up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or give, give them a free visit or get a visit 
at CochranTexas.com for your free consultation. Let's get B Bird. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, B Bird. Let's get B Bird up in here. I know he loves free agency for the Cowboys. What's good, B Bird? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, this guy? I'm good, man. Hey, man, I want to ask you a question. Um, so we continue drafting like we do, and I think we draft pretty good uh, and use Cowboy criteria to bring in free agents. Over the next five years, do you envision us being in the Super Bowl? If that's the only two things we use and we continue to use it. History says no. I mean, I mean, you would have to catch lightning in a bottle, right? Yeah. You have to have some things happen, like some some QBs maybe for other teams get hurt. It has to be a lot of things that align to get you there. I think what the Cowboys do is build, um, and they can build only so far that way, you know, with drafting and, and, you know, with cheaper free agents or whatever. So I'll just tell you this. In my mind, I don't use Cowboy criteria. I'm not going to let Steven condition my mind. I I, I, I go and look and see who's who's the best player out there to get. Because, Kyle, I'll tell you this, too, man. You know, I did listen to you on 105 uh, because you were on that. You did a great job on that. I didn't get a chance to tell you that. Thank you, bro. But one thing Boss says is our voice does matter. And so when you get on those kind of shows, I mean, we just got to we gotta take the, uh, the the condition out of our minds of what the Joneses do and, and start pushing what, you know, normal organizations do. Uh, we have a, 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 a huge uh, – if we can get a great wide receiver, and I'm not saying a C.D. Lamb over there. I'm saying somebody that – Numbers numbers may rival CD because of the coverage that CD gets. You know what I'm saying? And and then that would just balance out our offense. And with the West Coast offense coming in, man, we got a chance to do something special here. I think that's that's the. I think that our wide receiver room was bottom five in the league last year, and to go as far as we did, uh, people blame Dak. But when when um, you know Tony Pollard gets hurt, I mean you you're dealing with one target, one weapon for the rest of the game. And it was just tough on him. We we got to have more things. You look at these other teams, and they have way more weapons, you know, to uh, attack a team than we had. So I, I, and I'm not don't want to go to the draft and try to develop. That's a cheap way to do it. I just think that we got to start oh, conditioning ourselves yeah, with, with these free agents uh, that that Stephen wants uh, or that fits his criteria, and just start talking outside of that. So we have, you know, for years we have, and and, and it is what it is. Here's the thing. I love boss's mantra, our voice matters. But I had this conversation yesterday with Vach about the Eagles. And I said, if I had to give advice to Eagles fans, it would be to continue to put pressure on Howie Roseman's neck. Because the difference between the Cowboys and the Eagles structure is that Howie Roseman can be demoted. Howie Roseman can be fired. And he felt that pressure, that, that, that pressure of failure, of not replacing, uh, or not replacing, but not bringing in a receiver once they won that Super Bowl. The, the massive failures of missing out on the Jalen Ragers and, and the free agents and all that stuff to the point where the fan base was on his ass. And Howie Roseman saw a sign at one of the games that said, Howie, you're forgiven for getting us A.J. Brown. He said, what you mean I'm forgiven? I got you a Super Bowl. You should be thankful. So that means to me, Howie Roseman felt that pressure from them fans. He hears it, he feels it, and he acts on it. Not saying that he's controlled by him, but he feels the heat, right? I get yeah. the, I, the, the our, our Voice Matter thing is, is, is an awesome, awesome brand because we do need to speak up. The problem is it falls on deaf ears in Dallas 
because there is no pressure. You talk about this all the time. Jerry and Steven don't have pressure to be fired. And the proof is in the pudding. Ten years since 2012, since they really went out in free agency and did that, since they really were been active in, in the trademark. And he loves to go back to five years ago with with, uh, uh, you know, Amari Cooper, as if that's you have to stop now. You know, you can't do it again for another 20 years. So yeah. I hear you. And, and, and the reason why I do this cap, cap boy criteria thing is because I'm not trying to lead you astray. I could come on here and talk about the, you know, the top end free agents, all, the whole entire show. But you know damn well that's not where we're going, right? So I'm just trying to find the solutions with given the parameters that they've given us. And I just don't believe if I scream to the mountaintops that Stephen Jones is going to change his way. I think it's going to have to come internally. I think it's going to have to be Will McClay stepping out of the box and getting, getting a little bit, you know, testy. It's going, to, it's going to need Dak Prescott. It's going to have to get a bit testy. Michael Parsons is going to have to get testy. Like, these guys are going to have to do it because these guys are on the field and in that locker room. So does that make sense? And they have a, and they have a voice also. So you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're definitely correct. I think I'm hoping it comes from Mike, Mike McCarthy, which he has pressure on him to win this year. So I'm hoping he's looking and saying, hey, look. Mike I'm McCarthy, another guy. Guys. Yeah. yeah, give me, give me somebody here uh, that can actually play as done in his league. Hey, I have a question to ask you uh, here, and, and so this is kind of almost like a psychological question. Why? And I think I, I know the answer to it, but I think we don't really get that deep into it. Why won't they spin in free agents? What's your opinion on that? Why won't they go into free agency like other teams and and, and go after these you know high high ranking uh, free agents? What What do you think? Uh, Steven, issue is? Steven told you he has a he he has a false PTSD. He he, he is he has this weird PTSD of. I paid Brandon Carr. It didn't work out. And I, I just don't understand it because I thought Brandon Carr worked out. <laughs> like, like, was he an all yeah. pro? No, he wasn't an all pro, but Brandon Carr played every single game for you. He had like three produ- really, really productive years. It wasn't until you brought in an entirely different defensive coordinator that didn't jive what he did to where his play became a little bit iffy. That's not Brandon Carr's fault. He was a locker room. He, he, he was loved in that locker room. He was a leader. He was great off the field. He was everything you want when you pay a big free agent, in my opinion. And he wasn't even like, I mean, yes, he got $10 million at the time. That was a lot. But it wasn't like you was breaking records. So I think he has this false PTSD, and, and that's his excuse. And now the other excuse to add on top of it is, well, uh, we got the pie. You know, we're playing, we're paying a quarterback. We can't pay everybody. When in reality, your quarterback has only accounted for more than $19 million on a cap one time. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, that's all I could th- say is that I think he is he is shooketh because of the Brandon Carr situation, and that's why and that's his reasoning to not do it. I, I definitely agree with you. And one of the things I would say is that um, we've had some some dealings that were, uh, you know, uh, Roy Williams, uh, we had uh, Joey Galloway, and even Brandon Carr. But let's talk about this. That, that goes back to this structure, and we'll talk about that a lot this offseason because most GMs aren't around to lament a, 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 a free agent signing that didn't they feel didn't go right 11 years ago. So that's part of it because, like, you know, Howie Roseman yeah. or take any other GM off any team, it's like a five- or six-year run, and then you move to another team. You don't have time to look back. Hey, you remember back in, in, in 2005 when we didn't? That's too long ago. You shouldn't have your job still. <laughs> from 2005, so you shouldn't lament stuff. They shouldn't. Ha- you shouldn't have a hangover from that that long. 
Right. Hey Scott, but that's all I had, man. And um, because I'm on the I'm on the the bandwagon of uh, trying to talk to the Bills about Stephon Diggs. That's the kind of player <laughs> I want. I know it costs a little money, but I'm not I'm not getting out of that mindset. That's the kind of guy we should go for. Instant impact. 28 years old. People say, well, we need younger wide receivers, but you got about a two-year window with Dak. Uh, he can be in that window. And uh, I just think going forward, a guy like that or that ilk, go trade. Don't worry about this free agent market. Go trade capital. Don't worry about the other kind of stuff. It's time to go for it now, man. Our you. quarterback is in his prime. So I just uh, I just don't – I understand what you have to do, too, uh, because it's, it's, it's rooted in reality. But I'm just trying to break out of my mindset of, no, let's just do what other teams have done before, man. And I'm going to continue listening to you, Scott. I appreciate you. I appreciate you giving me the time. Thanks, B. Burt. Always excellent All conversation. Right. And, and I don't want you or anyone to to break that mindset. Uh, that's 100% what I'm not trying to do here. I'm not trying to take you out of that mindset. Uh, think big. Absolutely think big. I, I just want to present a, a, a quality show presented in a little bit of reality as much as I can. Um, now, today, usually when I do these free agency primers, I will have a guy to the side that doesn't fit this mold that I'm all in for. Last year, it was... Uh, the, the linebacker cap from dang I forget his name from Atlanta that went and played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the guys I wanted cost a lot of money, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Today is not going to be the time I do that, and, and here's why. I look at the free agent market as, and wide receivers. I'd be bursting, and there's nothing there that I'm I'm like, all right, we got to go spend this money to get this guy. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. So today you won't get that part of me, kind of that non-reality option but for the most part i try to stay in reality as much as i can uh because i don't want to be irresponsible um knowing how this organization works but always think big and i have I, I've, I've thought big for years even here and then it's like you know what i don't want to waste your time <laughs> i don't want to waste your time so i'm gonna try to present a a, a a show that's presented in reality as much as i can um without without being a homer like oh we're gonna go get deandre hopkins that's what's gonna happen man look I love it. I love it. Let's get one more, and then we'll get to my second guy, Coach Marv. Good morning. What's going on, Sky Man? I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be a I'm I'm gonna have to do the the counter argument of what y'all are saying. And I, and I and listen, I, I'm I'm been a long time Cowboy fan, and I and man, I, you don't I'm just as frustrated as everybody out there. I think. Um, I saw I, I, I saw something yesterday, um, just flipping through YouTube, and I ran across a, a Eagles uh, YouTube, and they talked about um, yes, they did a lot this you know did a lot this year, but they got 17 free uh, free agents and nine starters on nine starters. We think they're in a good spot for the longevity. One hundred percent, they are. One hundred percent. I don't think so. How? I don't think so. Yeah. They hold all the all the every defensive tackle they got is in, in is is a free agent. Not that's Half not half their secondary. That's not true. Milton, free agent. Milton Williams is not a free agent. And that and that's about it. Hargrave, the guy they picked up, all mm -hmm. all those guys are, are free agents. Linville Joseph, Linville Joseph, and and. Nadamik and Sue, nobody's Donald letting Sue. them dudes being gone. What are you talking about, man? Look, look, listen, listen. And, listen. and, and I love if, if you want to talk about getting somebody, Hargrave 
I would. Too. I would love to have Hargrave. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me you don't think they're in position to 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 be a quality organization because they got free, every team has free agents like that. That is part of the sky nine starters. How many you think we got? We don't have nine. <laughs> we got a handful. We definitely got a handful. It ain't it ain't like it's far off. Nine starters, two offensive linemen. So you Two are, secondary players. But we're in February, and, coach. Holla at me, holla at me in April if they don't sign anybody back or address it in free agency. You're talking about an organization yeah. that actively goes out there and makes the trades and makes the free agent signings or signs their own guys back. Why see, I think what we're doing right now is we're so we're petrified low key of what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing. We're trying to find a reason to why it won't work. When in reality, they are fine in the cap cap wise, and they have two first round picks. You mean to tell me you don't believe that they're they're set they're not set up? That's if they're not set up, brother. Then nobody is ever set up to do anything successful after the season. If that is like the epitome of being set up, you got a quarterback that can get an extension that the the money won't hit for another year, and you've got two first round picks, and you could probably sign some of these veterans back for cheap, and they have cap. They can have cap at the very least. So I don't know. I disagree on that one. We, we, we earmarked this, this conversation, Sky. 17 free agents, nine starters. You going and when you have success. Dallas had team, 15 last year. But not not starters. Not these these are these are and, quality starters for the Eagles. And what makes you so so again, we're in February. Like they can they can literally sign four of those dudes back. By the time free agent starts, and now what? Now we're talking. Okay, it's four start. So we gotta kind of we gotta push the brakes, man. Pump the brakes and just hold tight, you know, before we're condemning what what, what they've done. Because what they've done, if we're being completely honest, you you would be lying to yourself if you would say right now you wouldn't want to be in the financial draft pick and, and personnel situation that they've been in. I wouldn't. Wow. Okay. We were in all this conversation, Scott. Uh, we were in all this with that. I want you to make sure you remember this. I want you to remember this with that. We go in all this. We gonna see how well. We gonna see how well how Rosen is when he works this. Because when you have success with a football team, everybody's gonna want top dollar. Okay. And uh, you gonna I, have to allow some people to go. I would one hundred percent. You gonna have to replace. I, I would, and, and he and he literally has built up two different uh, Super Bowl teams. Two different coaches, two different quarterbacks, and the, the there's only like six dudes from that first Super Bowl run. Six. So I would 100% love to have a Howie Roseman over a Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones. Easy money. It ain't even close. Uh, we, 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 we will see now. I'm telling you, 17 free agents. Let's Sometimes make, we let, look at success and we say, well, you know, that's how it goes. But you have to you have to replace these guys. And, and and I think when we talk about the Cowboys, I think we made an interesting point. I think more more or less, it's going to be harder to get that 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 way top uh, tier free agent because if he doesn't, if when we talk about top tier free agents when they occur in different positions, and I know they're not in the wide receiver position this year, but when they do occur, most times if they are at their top level, they'll either stay with their team because the team cherish them. Or they're going to ask for a you know massive contract because they're trying to get their pay because they know their status in the league. I think where we're going to have to, if we're going to make a move, more more likely than sign the free agent, 
it has to be in the trade market, and we will have to say we're going to say, hey, we're going to try to get a guy from a team like like Philadelphia, and find a team that's trying to unload a guy that's a very top line guy, and we have to give us some draft capital. But we they didn't do it; they did it, but because they had already made a previous trade, they have the capital to do it. That's where we probably have to do the wheeling and dealing if we're going to get a top name guy in here. But at, at this particular point in time, uh, if this emphasis on Mike McCarthy as you put up when you put up your free agents up there is to find the, the, the pieces that if we have to work in those restraints of the pieces of things that he quality, that he he cherishes and going to make his offense better. Um, as people talk about, I don't believe this team is as far away as what you know a lot of people say. I, I can't say that. Um, I think that's a lot of anxious and we want to get over the top and want to win those games. But I don't think that this team is so far to the point. And let me ask, we, uh, let we, me ask you a question. How many times have we said that? Well, that, that's, a, that's, that's, not, that's not football. That's anxiousness talking when we say how many times we say that. If we talk about football, it's not. But if we talk about the, 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 the agony of 27 years, yeah, we can say it in that way. And I will say it in that way. I don't know but what that means. That's team, not, I don't know what that means. That's not football because my the reason why I asked that question is it is football because the guys that are making the football decisions are not doing right. enough to put you over the top. Which well, is why you, I would much right. I would one hundred percent go with the whole all in approach than what we're doing than staying as your guy says in the middle because you know what that's going to do. Well, it's going to do this, and I well, quote yeah. Marv. I quote I quote Marv. We're not that far away. I mean that's the problem. I'd rather either be there, or we're sucking and we're getting good. We're getting draft picks so you can, can, can recoup on these talented players or trade them. This in the middle thing, I'm over it, Coach. Not that far away thing, I'm over it. Let's stop being that far away. Let's be there, or not. I mean, but I'm not saying we need a lot of players, guys. I'm just saying we might need to make a few moves to get a few players. But I'm not saying that we need to overhaul out. Our, our whole roster and say we need to get oh, nine no, Nobody's saying you need to overhaul the roster, but yeah, you need to saying. make moves. You need right. to make aggressive all-in attempts, in my opinion, to to get to the pinnacle because what you've been doing has not been working. Being in the middle has not been working. And the reason why I had to ask you that question was because how many times have we said that and they've done nothing to get over the hump? They just expect the same so style of players to to get over that I, hump when no other organization that has been winning over the last half decade is doing that. Well, I will say this. At this particular point in time, and I understand what you're saying in the middle, do you classify what we if you was the, the rank the teams in the NFL? Are we at the uh, are we closer to the top or are we closer to the bottom? Our production has quite literally been in if you if you go look at I mean it's almost uncanny if you go look at the actual win loss has quite literally been in the middle. Postseason has been one of the worst. We have been one of the worst postseason teams in the last two centuries. I'm, I, 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 know, I know you're talking about this. I'll say at this particular point in time. In the, at this in particular the, point this in time, we don't have linebackers. We've got one receiver. We have two, We have what? An offensive lineman we got. Because I'm going to play this game that you play with the Eagles. We got tons of free agency. We got a pistol. At this particular point, you don't want to go there. We st- we got to fill some things up. So I'm not going to talk about this particular point because we got to wait to see what happens in free agency. We got to wait to see what happens in the draft. We got to wait to see what happens with trades. But if you're talking about last year, 
technically the Cowboys mm-hmm. were what? One, two, three, four, the fifth team in the NFC. The, <laughs> so fifth team in the, the fifth team in the NFC. Were they not? Behind who? The, Behind the, four, who? the four teams that, that were in front of them. Also, the 49ers who, got, who they lost to. The Eagles who went on to the Super Bowl. Right? Who else advanced yeah, farther than that? 49ers is a, is a good point. That's a, that's a good, that's, I'm glad you brought them up. I'm just saying. The exact, same, the exact same way that we are trying to build this is the exact same way they do it. I don't know, man. I'm just not I'm not content with the way things are. I don't, I don't think the 49ers, they made a trade, but I don't think the 49ers have made a, a significant free agent pickup in years. Maybe, maybe not, but they got better front office and organization or in coaching than we do. You you can't, they, you, you can't you, live. You get the last the last the last thing, the last word you just said. If you're going to do this, you got to have quality coaching. Yeah, I know. And that is and I, that's <laughs> I know. The, that's and I think and I think we on the defensive side, and I believe Mike McCarthy now can say, hey, we can do this on the also all on him and his and his things to utilize the pieces that they're there. To the utmost, but <laughs> big you gotta da- have that. Big down. Fa- facts. They quite literally traded for Christian McCaffrey this season, bro. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes back to my point, Sky. There's not you. You going You may have to do it <sighs> in trade when you know you get a guy that's with. But I, you're look, not. Look, coach, you're not coach, go coach. Out there and, I and know that. I, I'm not saying free agency right. is the only. Uh, what do I talk about on here all the time? There's three pillars. Right. There's drafting. There's free agency, and there's trades. And they found a need of their team, and they addressed that need with a big swing in free agency for that need to try to put them over the top. And that's where I think that we would have to do. We would have to maybe, just like you said, whether uh, uh, DeAndre Hawkins, if we if he if he's disgruntled because they don't even have a head coach and he's disgruntled, we may have to make a swing with that with some draft capital to make that hit, and then do another trade to get back some of our draft capital. By get unload somebody to get some some picks back later on. That's the wheel of the dealing. But as of going out there and just signing free agents from other teams and getting in bidding wars, where you just just throwing it all out there and saying you don't, that's not gonna probably not gonna be the way. But I think the way they're gonna have to come off their philosophy is they will have to make some of the wheel of the deals with draft capital. But you know I hate to say it, man. A lot of teams out here. But they try to they try to rape the Cowboys because they are the Cowboys and ask for more than they would ask for other people. That's crazy, but that's just how it goes. Mm, no, your 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 guys just sucks at negotiations. That's all that is. It ain't a, getting getting capital from the Cowboys to the Cowboys. That doesn't make any sense. Like like you're. You you are what you are in the trade. Like you, a fifth round pick is a fifth round pick. You know, a first round pick is a first round pick. It's not like hey, it's extra juice because it's Dallas. Just Stephen Jones is not right. good at his, is, is not good at his job. He's not good at his job. No. And then what they always and always I hate about this guy. I'll let you go. I know you let me, you know you got a lot of calls, but one of the other things that they do is that that hurts a lot of deals. Even with even with trying to get free agencies or trades, is they're too public about what they're what they're going after, and that just raises the price when you talk about it. Be quiet and strike big. That's what you need to do. 
and for it all said and done, you did. But when you start talking about, yeah, we look at this guy, we want to talk to this guy, we want this, this is the guy we want, and we release all this stuff, and then you just pushing the price up. And how long have we been saying that? Appreciate you, Coach Mar. Bye. All right. Let's get one more up in here. Rick, what's good, Rick? Hey, what's going on, Sky? What's going on, Cowboys? How everybody doing this morning? Um, yeah, man, I, I just got a little, I got a little faith this year, man. The, the, re, the reason I got a little faith this year is because uh, I really believed if Mike Carthy and Will McClay gets in uh, here a little early, uh, Trapper Sway, uh, Steven a little bit, I think some things might change. I think I think a little I think a little bit of things are going to change a little bit for some reason. I just got a little faith. I, you can call it blind faith, but um, I just think things are going to change 100%. a little bit because uh, you know, uh, you know, I know, I know, you know, you can't teach a, a old dog new tricks, but at the same time, too, when the last time we had a a, a, a Super Bowl winning coach in here, you know, or super and the two actually two Super Bowl winning coaches in here, yeah, Bill Parcells. And that's when we first started to see our, our little bit of a turnaround with this team. Uh, I, I think that Stephen 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 Jones guy is a body. I think Stephen Jerry Jones guy is a body. That offensive coordinator. That's a start. Um, I really believe that Mike McCarthy is going to uh, shape this offense to to his liking. Uh, my my thing is like this: like it's not so much I want to emulate what Philly did. You know what I mean? It's so much that I want to emulate a little bit with KC did too, as far as getting rid of people, getting rid of certain people, especially like getting stronger on the offensive line. Because I really believe if you get stronger on that offensive line than where we are now, a little bit younger, a little bit stronger, and that defensive line, I think that we can we can make other things happen as far as with the draft and going to other people, uh, other people teams getting disgruntled uh, players at the last minute or even during the season. Uh, I think we could do some willing to deal in there too. So I'm I'm not going to be like, not this year, I'm not going to be like, well, we're not going to do anything. We might not get all the big-name players that we want, but I think they should make some moves this year, man. I think you think they should, but, but, but you're saying that they will, right? You, you, you're saying they're going to do that. I think it's going to be – I think they're going to shake it up a little bit this year. I, I just I just got to – I just believe that a little bit. That's just me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but – uh, like I, mean, I said, you know, I'm just shooting a shot in the dark, man. Hey, it ain't about being wrong. I mean, you know. what you believe is going to happen. I, I'm more of a I wait and see yeah. because it, it hasn't happened in a decade. Uh, so, you know, sh- you know, show me. That's all. I'm asking them to show yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, but that's all I got to say, Scott. I'm waiting just like you. Um, but I'm going to put this positive energy out there. Hopefully we do something this year to make that makes sense for this for this next season. But all right, those guys, highlights you later, player. All right, man. Peace tell you what makes the most sense is is these guys signing guys that fit the catboy criteria that's just that's just the way it's been working man that's just the way they've been doing things and this next guy that i believe fits the catboy criteria is, is not a big name at all but it fits and that's wide receiver mac hollins formerly a philly ironically then went to miami and last year had another career year in I say another career year because Paris Campbell had a career year last year in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Now, Mac Hollins 
57 receptions, 690 yards, four touchdowns. He's got eight touchdowns over the last two seasons, by the way. Uh, he's trending up as a developing wide receiver. He's not a young pup. He's been in the league since 2017, but he's kind of in that same mode of like a Noah Brown that's been a special teams guy for most of his career, uh, but had a, a breakout season as a, a wide receiver. But I don't think you can gloss over the special teams aspect because if you're not going to bring back a Noah Brown, which they should not, Matt Collins can fill that role, and, and, and he's a bigger body. You're talking about a dude that's six foot four, 220 pounds, and he was a special teams ace on all three of his teams. He's got over like 900 special team snaps or something like that. Might even be more than that. But another reason why he's an interesting name in this situation is because of that aforementioned size I talked about. If you go back in the history of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, he likes to draft these big body wide receivers. He just does. If you go back and look at the dudes he's brought in dating back to like 2010 or something like that, you got Jordy Nelson who went 6'3". Jeff Janis who went 6'3". I mean, Devontae Adams is not as big as those dudes, but he's a 6'1 dude, longer guy. Uh, EQ St. Brown, 6'5". Valdez Scantling, 6'4". And in his last draft pick in 2018, Alan Lazar, who broke out, 6'5". And all of those dudes now, clear not all of them, I shouldn't say that. Most of these guys have been productive. Jordy Nelson is Jordy Nelson, right? Devontae Adams, we understand what Devontae Adams is. Alan Lazard has been productive the last couple of years, and MVS has been productive. So he likes the big body wide receivers, and Mac Hollins fits that big body mode that can also play special teams. And if you're going to run more of this West Coast offense, you're, I think that's why he likes the big bodies. Because you need dudes who are going to be able to catch those uh, slant routes and get hit. You need guys who are going to be able to catch those contested back shoulders or contested throws. And these big body receivers give you that bigger catch radius. Well, how much is it going to cost? Not a lot. His projected market value is at $2.4 million. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So it won't cost you a whole lot. He fits that mold of McCarthy's West Coast built. And he's coming off his most productive season of his career. So Mac Hollins, I can see as a fit and maybe potentially a guy that Bones Fossil might say, hey, you know, he can do a lot of good special teams things for me. Yeah, let's see what's up. He's also a guy that if you do sign him to a cheap deal and he doesn't work out, it doesn't hurt you. And that's something that Stephen Jones loves to do. Right. So Paris Campbell, a Catboy Criteria guy. Matt Collins, another Catboy Criteria guy. Let's get my guy B on the horn. What's good, B? What's happening, What's up with you? Oh, man, that man, just sitting back listening, man. I was listening. Uh, what's his name? Coach Moore. Yes, sir. Yeah, he, he was. I said, what's his name? Coach Moore. Yeah, Coach Moore, yep. Yeah, man, he was wilding, man. It sounded like he was drinking that, that cat boy juice, man, over there talking about the Eagles not, they not set up for years to come, man. That's absolutely false. And yeah, even I, if they're not. Yeah, I don't even. They went to the Super Bowl <laughs> and lost by three points. Yeah. You cannot say that about your team in 27 years. They can say it about theirs two times in the past five years. What the I, hell are we talking about? 
I absolutely hate even defending that organization, but I, I just don't know how I can look at their current setup and say I wouldn't welcome that. How could you not? How could if you not welcome? I'm competing for a Super Bowl every five years. Sign me up right now. I mean, I mean, look, it could obviously they could fall flat on their face, but they have actual evidence of proof that they can get to the pinnacle, win it, tear it down, and get back in five years. That is then, and, and, awesome. if you, and if you if you're doing that right, that that if you're building right, man, that's the way you probably. If you go all in, you probably got a two-year window of going all in. But they're not going all in. And then go all in, you know. And I know we're talking about losing exactly. free agents, but 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 the entire National Football League loses a, a quality guys on their team. And also, we're in February. Like they could legitimately sign back like four of those dudes. And now what? We're, we're, oh, they lost four starters. Yeah, most teams do that. So I just say wait. You know, if they don't sign any of those dudes back, if if they trade all their first round picks, if they give all the money in the world to to Jalen and, and it's all affecting their cap right now. And it, they do what the Cowboys did, which is go sign a James Washington and a Ryan Nall and a Dante Fowler. Yeah, then, then, then the conversation shifts. But but as it stands, Howie Roseman has proven that he can tear it down and build it back up. They only had a handful of dudes from the previous Super Bowl on this team. The the proof is in the pudding. And I hate defending that organization, but I, I just personally think either it's the hate of the organization or you're lying to yourself if you say you would rather be in the situation we're in and not theirs. That's a fact, man. And they, they, they still have A.J. Brown, who they just got. They got a young Devontae Smith on a rookie deal. Dallas Goddard. They got Jalen Hurts on another deal on a rookie deal. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand that one. And their, DB, their defensive, they, they have a lot of players that are locked up. On the defensive side of the ball, yeah, they're going to get paid. Everybody gets paid. But, man, when it just comes to these boys, man, like me, I sit back and I just hope that the Cowboys remove their ego. You know, because sometimes I think when, they, when, they're, when they're doing these deals and in the offseason, they're trying to prove that they're smarter than everybody else and trying to win these deals instead of just making a good deal. Hmm. And it's like that's I like that, the like, way you put that. You know what I'm saying? It's like they, they, they be on that BS, and it's like, man, just make the deal. Like the J. Ron Curse situation last year, that should not have took that long. I'm sorry, Sky, it shouldn't have took that long. But they wanted to win the deal, and, 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 and people will they, say they it, want it. Exactly. That is my that is my point. You were so, trying to win that J. Ron deal when you were playing around, and you and some all it took all it would have took was one team. Just one team, because as far as far as I'm as far as I know of, he hasn't gotten that bag like that from an NFL standards, and he wanted to be in Dallas, and you were playing around and you were playing games trying to win a deal. Well, that's just one example, but you but can't you you can also apply that to the trade market? I think they they always they always want to win the deal unless is you know Mark Cooper and their feelings are involved. But they want to win the deal and they miss out on on potential things. Uh, and I'm not saying when I say win the deal, I'm not saying you just give away two first round picks all the time. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. But I think right. there was a situation with the Brandon Cooks uh, thing where it's like y'all wanted to win that one, um, it got a little bit, a little bit shooketh, and, and you missed out. You know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, you're right. That is another example, man. But I just hope, like, the, the, to me, what's going to take them. 
to actually be successful in the offseason and be a little more aggressive they have to remove their pride and their egos because I, I told you last year, I told you I thought re-signing Michael Gallup to a multi-year deal was a mistake, and I know me and you went back and forth about it. He was like, B, it's $12 million. Like this, this is this is a good contract. You can get out of it after two years. I'm like, Sky, I just think if you sign him to a one-year deal coming off that injury, he won't sniff $12 million after coming off that. Because I just I didn't believe he was going to be that player when Amari Cooper left. To my Gallup? It's, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Because you got Coop and you got CD, and then you got this tight end that the quarterback loves, and then all you got to do is go catch two for 35 in the touchdown. It's different. And if you look at Michael Gallup, I just don't believe he's that guy in that position for this team. And if you're going to go sign Odell Beckham, let's just say you go sign OBJ and you pay him $8 million a year. Yes, $8 million a year. Who do you think is going to be the, the second best receiver on this team, Odell or Michael Gallup? If Odell was <laughs> at his best, what he was in Come the Rams, for the Rams, who's going to be the second on, best wide receiver? That ain't even close. Okay. My, my point exactly. So now you're paying $12 million for a third wide receiver. That's right. not managing your cap. So, so that's so. Ex- and I thought that, that So that's perfect that you Go brought ahead. that up, B. That is also another re- – I was waiting for somebody uh, either in the call-in or chat to, to bring up some of these other names, some of these, you know, the Sharks, the Lazards, um, uh, Jujus. When you look at their market value, you're looking at $14, $9 million. That ain't happening for that exact reason that you brought up, right? You're talking about now having to potentially pay C.D. Lamb X amount of dollars, then paying, you know, Michael Gallup what he's getting paid on top of another 12 to $14 million for another receiver – I don't see that happening. Uh, maybe the only way you do that is if you go ahead and exercise that fifth round uh, tenure or fifth round uh, option or whatever on CD Lamb, and you don't pay him again until the end of that fifth year. Uh, and then you you know you go ahead and you just deal with this free agent that you signed. But I just don't see it, man. They had their shot to do that, right? They had their shot to keep a a Amari Cooper, and if they wanted to sign Michael Gallup, I guess they could have, but that would have been silly. And they decided to tell us the reason why they didn't, which I don't believe it, is because of money. So oh, they're going to go, go back on there. That pisses me off with that one. That pisses me off because Jerry Jones talks out of both sides of right. his face. So imagine if on they go one out. Hand, if you listen, <laughs> he talks about them saving money and getting all these other guys signed by letting Randy Gregory go. But then he switches it to, Oh well, if we let him by letting Amari Cooper go and trading him and not having to pay him this money, we were allowed to sign these agents. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> exactly. If I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys spent about seven million dollars combined Brother. on free agency this year. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They. It, it, it's roughly. It, it wasn't even ten million dollars on free agents. And so when you sit here and you like, hold on, you let Randy Gregory go to do that. And you let Amari Cooper go. To well, do that. It's like if you listen to him, it's one or the other. It switches. It's like, which is it? We know you lie. We know you got rid of Coop because he didn't take the jab and you blame the losses of the Chiefs and the Raiders on him for not being available. And we, we know that was personal. And, we, and, and But you know what? At the end of the season, and I hate to jump from receiver to this, the owner told you what it was. He said, we're going to go as far as Zeke takes us. And he really believed that, right? And where does Zeke take you in the playoffs? Nowhere. And where did you go? Nowhere. 
So he told us we just didn't listen. And so it's that it's that it's that it's that what it's that stuff right there, man. It's just like even if the the general manager giving up the power, we should you shouldn't even put it in a segment. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. I, just make better decisions. Yeah, and just you're, make you're better decisions right. about your football team, man. To to give yourself a chance, just be a little more aggressive. It's one thing if you're going to give Dan Quinn a guy that's a C minus player in free agency. I I trust him to find a role for guys like that. The offensive side of the ball, I don't believe you can do that. Not you not, can't do that. Not as it was with those with these guys. Not as it was constructed. I don't believe so. Uh, There's only so so far right. you, you can go with as, as it was constructed, man. But um, yeah, fantastic stuff, B. My man, man, I, I tap in with you next week, man. I'm a, I'm gonna keep listening, man, for the rest of the week, man, and see what's going on. And you get into some draft stuff next week, man. I'm a I'm gonna tap in with you, man. But it's always good to uh, chop it up with you, my G. Always, brother. Appreciate you. My man. Just make better decisions. They're saying this to y'all forever. I'm not asking these dudes to spend $200 million in free agency. I'm not asking them to trade all these first-round picks. I'm just asking them to show legitimate, real effort. Like, I, I don't care how much of a homer you are. You are lying if you if you, if you you believe they actually have shown legitimate effort in, that, in the trade and free agency market. You know they have. So we're hoping like hell. Semi Fehoko can develop right and the tobers can develop and and then the defensive players and all, all these players can develop and take that next step to basically mitigate what they don't do in the trade and free agent market that's the hope that's kind of where we're at with it or maybe they sign one more guy at the receiver position that isn't an unknown that has been around for about a decade in this league and he should fit in the cat boy criteria. He doesn't quite fit all the way there. Like he's not a hurt guy, although he's been hurt. He might not be that cheap. Be cheap enough. He damn sure ain't a cast off, although he's been on multiple teams, but not because he's a cast off. The guy's Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin. Jones Jr. could be kind of a, a T.Y. Hilton-esque of a player where he's a veteran in a locker room that's, that has young guys at the position. He's been proven in this league. He's played a decade in seven of those 10 years. He's had 700-plus yards. and four of those years, he's had nine or more touchdowns. So he's been productive. He's been reliable. He's a smooth target. Uh, he can do inside-outside things for you. He's a smooth route runner. Reliable guy, essentially. His first year in Jacksonville two seasons ago, 800-some yards. You know, it was a reliable target for a Trevor Lawrence. And then they went out and they spent some money, uh, got a Zay Jones. They got a, a Christian Kirk. So his production took a bit of a step back uh, last season. His targets took, took a step back as they would. But I don't think Marvin Jones is going to cost you a whole, whole lot, given that he is now a 10-year veteran and he's not that guy. And his market value... Is three point four million dollars. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So he fits that cheap catboy criteria. Not the super cheap. Not the one million dollars. Not the three point four million dollars. That would probably be. 
And I don't even know how much they paid Crandall Cobb in 2019. I have to go back and look. That'd probably be the most that they've paid an outside free agent receiver. I don't even think they paid James that much, James Washington that much money since Randall Cobb. So when you talk about cat boy criteria targets, don't get your hopes up for an Alan Lazard. Even a DJ Shark whose market value right now is at close to $10 million. These are the type of guys that Stephen Jones is going to give his Uber Eats list to, uh, give Mo McClay his Uber Eats list to and say, hey, go find me these type. We did the same exercise last year and we came away with James Washington, a cat boy criteria guy. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. I go a step farther, A.A. Ron. Simi, Simi might have a higher ceiling as a receiver. But they are definitely two big body dudes. Um, Mac is, as you say, developed. Special teams dude, been around multiple organizations. Simi just is a more explosive athlete, but I think, again, we talked about this already before. Simi has the shot in this scheme to take the next step. He has the shot. Get us some super chats. I got you, Aaron. Super chat. Lemetra says D Hop probably makes the same as Catboy a year. Okay. Let me get to some more that I might have missed earlier. Tyrone drop one. Super chat. He said Micah's hitting the weak spot on the defense. For sure. I mean, he know what it is. He know exactly what it is. Super chat. Cameron said, I appreciate you and Vach. Y'all got me through a, uh, through a deployment. Hey, man, salute to you, uh, Cameron. I said Cameron because. Dipset, dipset. Uh, toxic drop one says sorry for being toxic yesterday i was wrong for super chat don't, don't apologize for being you brother don't apologize for being you appreciate you all right let's get a couple more callers and uh we'll get up out of here got my guy mel on the horn what's good mel man what up king dog all these guys just look like james washington part two <laughs> Like, am I wrong? Like, no, I'm like, no, they, they, they are cat boy criteria guys. But, but am I wrong for for presenting what the Cowboys have been doing since two, two, what 2018 at that position? Man, tell me Deontay Thompson, <laughs> Deontay Thompson, Allen Hearns, James Washington. I mean, the best one there was Randall Cobb. Oh my, man, we need a this. This is not what CDs talk asking for. CD said, hey, we need some hogs in here. None of these dudes is hogs. (laughs) None of these dudes dudes is go get it, man. Like, we need another. (laughs) This ain't it. Who the hell is Mark Collins? Who'd you say? (laughs) Mark (laughs) Collins, time out. Who? Mac Hollins. (laughs) Mac Hollins? (laughs) With all due disrespect, goddamn, man. Mac Collins, bro. <laughs> Mark man. Collins. Oh, oh, man. We need some hogs, man. None of these dudes is it. None Yo, of these dudes is it. Look, no. look, this might be one of the one of the so when we do our catboy criteria, this might be one of the ones that's one of the worst ones. 
because the free agent market for the receivers is not good, dog. And and like I said at the beginning of the show, I usually will provide about one or two dudes that don't fit this that can get us excited. I can't even do that for you, brother. Not not with the wide receivers in this free agent market. There ain't there ain't none. Oh my God, this is disappointing. <laughs> Phil Cow. I'm like I'm I'm looking for free agent wide receivers. Let's see what. Who? No, brother. <laughs> oh man, hey, what what would it take, man, to really go get like a D hop? What would it What would it take, realistically? Ladies, close your ears. I don't want to be disrespectful. Gonna take some balls. Man, this is good. Am I lying? Uh, I mean, you, it's 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 risky because he's older, he's expensive. You're gonna give up draft capital, it, so it's going to take a little bit of risk. You got to be willing to risk it. And and Jerry talked about if there was a guy, he'd been saying that for I don't know how many years though. If there was a situation, if there was a, a you know something out there for me to do it, I. I would was certainly pick up that phone. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah, sure. And and really what he means by situation is extremely advantageous money wise. Like I you know the thing that's kind of frustrating, Sky, and when you say be aggressive and go for it, like you just said, you're not saying, hey, trade all your first round picks. You're not saying spend the whole cap. But can you at least make some moves? You know what's funny? They never trade up in the draft. They always trade back. Like the Cowboys, they want you to focus on the fact that they traded back and still got Micah rather than they traded up and got Patrick Sertain. And I'm not saying that I would not still rather have Micah here, but they want you to see, like, oh, we don't have to be aggressive and we can still do something good. Because the guy they wanted, and we and we can honestly sit here and say they wanted one of the corners. That's really what they wanted in that draft. And once that didn't happen, then they were like, all right, well, we'll, we'll settle for Micah. Because they didn't know Micah was going to be what he is. I mean, they've they've traded up. You know, they traded up for Dez. They traded up for Mo. I mean, they, they've traded up in the draft. Uh, I, what I would like to see them do is – is be able to trade and then like recoup another first, right? Like that, that'll be cool to go into the next yeah. draft with like two first round picks. Now you can use that to go get you a like to, to play that type of game. They are pretty basic. They'll trade down a couple spots or, or they'll get fleeced in the trade. Now I think they got fleeced in the um, Travis Frederick trade uh, where they remember they traded from like, or was it the teens or, or, or I think it might've been the teens or the early twenties. Might Maybe it was the teens. Yeah. The teens. They weren't in the playoffs all the way to 31st, and they only picked up a third-round pick. Now, it worked out because Travis yeah. is Travis, but I think they got fleeced. So I would love for them to be able to put themselves back in the situations kind of like where they were when, when I think, was it Bill and, and what's the name was here, where they were getting two first-round picks. I think they had twice in a five-year oh, yeah. span. Bill, Bill, one year, yeah. Well, he, he got a uh, um, DeMarcus Ware and Spears. Yeah, wearing Spears and, and then Spears, he had yeah. Jenkins and Felix Jones. Like I I'd much rather see that kind of maneuvering uh than than, you know. Hey, we picked up an extra. Than what they've been pick. doing. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I know it's bad, man, when I'm actually hearing my guy Vach is actually like, Man, we need some free agents. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> 
I'm like, Mott is over here now. Because <laughs> he used to just be like, hey, just draft where you are. He's even like, yo, bro, we need some free agents in here, man. Ah, damn, this wow. is this. Ah, well, at least we got Mike McCarthy's system coming in. Um, I'm excited to see what that's going to be, man. And hopefully, you know, uh, he can make the best of the situation, man. This is oh. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of kind of back in his his Packer days, man. Where the Packers wouldn't, they would just not, they would not go sign a bunch of guys. They would not trade for a bunch of guys. They said draft and develop. Uh, and, and Mike, that's that's what Mike's been saying here: draft and develop. And I don't really yep. see that changing. So, they, I remember when they asked him about the call on top. He said, "Well, what we're doing here is we're drafting and developing, and that's kind of what comes with it." <laughs> yeah, it is, and that's why uh-huh. <laughs> that's why we have to look at Catboy criteria, guys, man. Who are these guys in this in this small window that can come in here and fit a specific role and provide some productivity? Are they going to move the needle? No, but but can they be productive given the the, the right circumstances? Yes. And yeah, well, go Cowboys. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, Todd. Hey, I watched a little bit of that. Uh, uh, uh that it, it sounds like the same stuff we've been seeing from the other quarterback, uh, former quarterbacks. But I'm gonna finish watching it later on. Oh yeah, man. Same, same, same thing. It's it's, it's nothing new. Yeah. It's just more confirmation. Yeah, yeah. More confirmation. All right, brother. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for letting me tap in. Yes, sir. Damn, y'all. I I I didn't mean to make this a depressing type of show. My my bad. My bad. But I don't want to come on here and lie to y'all. Like, Catboy criteria: D Hop, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs. Would have been fun. Would have been more fun to talk about those dudes than to talk about these guys. So I get it. But I don't want to lead y'all astray. Well, Sky said we can go get D-Hop for a fifth-round pick because of Mari Cooper. No, 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 no. Sky didn't do that. Sky didn't do that. All right, let's get a couple more up in here. 214, what it is, what it do. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Star. What's good, Star? I got some time. You got you got some time away from the uh from the bench. Yeah, yeah, got some time. Got some time this morning. Uh, I'm glad I catch you. I, I caught you because I didn't um uh, wasn't able to tune in while you were live yesterday. But um, just going off of, I think it's great what you did. You know, putting your presentation together about these are the guys that Stephen Jones is gonna go out go after because yeah, that's that's likely true. Um, we usually flirt around with those types of free agents that are only going to cost us about $3 million. And those are the wide receivers in the market that cost that. The only um, silver lining I think that we can look at is that we were on the phone before the trade deadline this year. <clears throat> Sorry. Trying to get Brandon Cooks. Trying to get Jerry Judy. So, I do think that the front office would be willing to go get a name because they were. And I think they were this close. They were very close to getting Brandon because the issue was taking on that whole salary. So if there's some and possible there way. You go ahead. Go. You said it right yep. there. Their issue yep. was what? The salary. Okay. So does that issue change? Right, and that's what it's going to – it's just like what you said about Stephen. He's going to have to go from baby nuts. He's going to have to get some balls because Mm -hmm. 
That's the only way we're going to be able to secure. Even with OBJ, it's likely going to be a bidding war uh, when he comes out. I think Dallas, obviously, they always have the upside because this is Dallas. Every player wants to come to Dallas. So you have that upside, but you're going to have to offer some real money, and we all would, that's, that's the issue that we're always facing. I agree with the uh, B who was saying, you know, it's ridiculous that we're paying Michael Gallup $12 million. I think his cap hit next year is like $16 million. He's our third wide receiver. I mean, it really was not. I understand you can get out of it in two years, but paying somebody that came off of that injury like that, and basically you're going to bring in another person and going to have to be paying them right around the same money or a little bit less, it's going to be kind of weird for an OBJ to know he's getting paid less than a Michael Gallup. Yeah, that, you're, you're right. You're right. He could look. He could look at that and say, "I, I think that was so mismanaged, man. It was so mismanaged." And it I, was so I, say, I say this a few like, times, Star. People get upset uh, at Dak's contract, which again, he has not cost you a ton on the cap just quite yet. Right. But I think the two contracts that we really should be frowning on is the Zeke and the the Michael Gallup deal, uh, yeah. and obviously yeah. Jalen, but he's not here anymore. But those deals were just like, what are you doing? Those were horrible deals. Like they, the most Michael Gallup should be getting is maybe I would say eight to ten mil a year somewhere else. Um, I believe. Let, let him yeah, get that I somewhere think, else. I, somewhere else. Like we should. I would not. I thought it was a mistake. And for Stephen to say, "Oh, if we didn't, if we kept Amari, we wouldn't have been able to sign Michael Gallup." And we're all thinking of saying, "That's <laughs> like, what yeah, that's what we wanted to do." Fine. <laughs> exactly, because we could have gotten had Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and then you could draft Jalen Tober. That's a pretty decent, with Noah Brown being the fourth or the fifth. And I hope to God they don't bring Noah Brown back. I think he's a great guy, but I think somebody else can fit that fourth. Somebody more explosive can fit that fourth to five wide receiver role. I don't know. I know he's a favorite, and it's like he's probably going to cost $2.00. And that's right up Stephen Valley to bring back, but I, I really hope we don't bring him back. But that's a a different argument. But I did want to go. Uh, I'll just say this based off because I think Coach Marv he called in before I got on, but the caller was like, I don't understand how he's saying Philadelphia is not set up because he's been saying that basically this is like a lightning in a bottle year for Philly, and that they're not going to be back to they're not going to get back to this pinnacle just. You know, I mean, he like didn't, we'll be back next year. He didn't say that. Uh, I, I mean, maybe he was implying it, and, and I'm not even saying that's a guarantee that it'll happen. But but to say that they mm-hmm. are not set up for quote unquote the long run, which see, this is the condition that we're conditioned right. We're always thinking long run in Dallas. We're yep. never thinking about yep. trying to win right now. But but to say they're not set up for the long run, I still think is is false because they got two first round picks. They got a quarterback that their their cap hit if they extend them won't have to be you know, massive for a couple seasons, and they'll have capital. Right. So. Right. Yeah, it's it definitely – I do think the only way that Philly is my person, my opinion, Thank with Jalen Hurts, are you going to – because Jalen Hurts, he's going to get – you're talking about 50 to 55 million APY. Now, his captain is not going to be – just like Zach's, it's not going to be immediately 50 million. Right. So it's going to probably take a couple of years before it gets to that, and I'm sure they're restructuring. But the issue with Jalen Hurts is a huge part. See, Dak's 
always, you know, when he was 2016, that 2017, that his mobility was a part of his game, but it wasn't. It wasn't. You would say more, maybe 70, 30, maybe even 40, 60. But when you're dealing with somebody like Jalen Hurts, it is literally 50, 50, or you could even say 60, 40. You know, running, 40 passing. Right. So when you talk about that, that's just such a huge, huge part of his game. Are right now. you really right now? Are we really gonna pay him fifty to fifty five million dollars? Yes. And knowing and then still have him running that no. so, much? So you're gonna pay him. Go ahead. Period. What what's your Yeah, what I'm like, you're, you're gonna pay him, but I'm what right. you're like, hoping What you what you hoping ahead. for and, and, and what you wanna see is that he continues develop to develop as a passer. I have no issues with how yeah. they used him early in his career because it, it uh-huh. period it's his entire career i have no issues with how they've been using him because they have to help with that learning curve the easiest way for a quarterback like that that's still developing as a passer and still developing what he's seeing is to utilize his athletic ability early. you know yeah it, that's just part yeah. of the development and as he's developing as a passer then you have to use his legs less the need to use his legs less because it wasn't like Jalen hurts was out here being uh Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson. He averaged like five <laughs> yards per carry because at most because he did a lot of quarterback sneaks and, and he got all those touchdowns in the red zone for the most part. So, so his, yeah, his, yeah, his legs were, were literally being used like a running back as opposed to a, a quarterback who was busting off these big runs. Um, yeah. So if he continues to develop as a passer, then the need to use his legs diminishes. That's what the hope is, you know. Right. That's, that's exactly what the hope is. But it's like if he does it, if this is, you know, maybe oh, he gets slightly better, but he doesn't really progress that much as a passer, then you're going to have to see another situation, which how we can do it because he well, got yeah, rid of exactly. Wick after four years. That's <laughs> like, just the risk you take. I mean, but, but you don't yeah. even think that way because that, that's just the risk you take at the quarterback position when you've got a quarterback like that. Right. All right, if it don't work out, I've shown you in the world that I can dump a guy that's getting paid and start all over. Yeah, I'll get rid of you. Yeah, that, that's the difference between a, a Jerry and Steven. Cowie can get rid of you and flip it. Now, old Jerry could do the, could get rid of you and flip it, get a lot of draft capital. No, he, uh, no, but Cowie, no, he, no, he can't. A, that's another issue that <laughs> I did a study on. Jerry, we the Cowboys have not made a quality, I don't know what the term to use, like trade out. They mm-hmm. haven't made one of them ones. They haven't, like, we recouped the first round pick. We recouped the second and the fourth. They haven't made one of those ones in I don't know how long, man. It's maybe right. since, 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 since Herschel Walker. Yeah, <laughs> it might be since <laughs> Herschel Walker, bro. Uh, or sis, my bad. Yeah. But uh, listen, I, I, maybe he needs to get a little bit of that. We've seen Bill Belichick do it. You know, they've traded guys and, and, and recouped second round picks or whatnot and third round picks. And I don't think Dallas is. I, yeah. I did a study last year. Uh, man, I got to find that graphic. The Cowboys have not mm-hmm. secured, I don't think, anything higher than a, than like a fifth. Seriously. Yeah. we For some reason, our team cannot cannot flip these players and get draft capital back. So that's also an issue. But if we're looking at the last, like since 2019, uh, first-round draft picks that the Eagles have got has been Andre Dillard, Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith, Jordan Davis. So – they're more so a hidden is they do have two first round draft picks and AJ that's Brown. That's what I say. They're hidden. Don't forget that. Well, they got AJ Brown through first trade, round pick, right? They, right. 
So they flipped it and they used that first round pick to get AJ Brown. So I think that's what they're better at. So they can actually, they're not the greatest at drafting. Like I said, it's hit and miss, but they could take that pick and they could flip it. They right. could bring that's in another exactly. big household name. So I don't know. I think we just have to see what the Eagles, just like you said. That's I what think I said, right? Yeah, let's, 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 let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I, I give. I think I get what Coach Marvin's saying because it's like it's possible that it couldn't. They just lost Shane Steichen, and remember, uh, Sirianni was calling plays last year, but he gave it up to Shane this year. I'm hoping they uh, lose so, the quarterback coach because if he becomes a play caller, he, no, they think... got to. They're saying he basically first in line. Well, the then, then I don't think you're going to so, see their offense get worse. Uh, so it may, yeah, it's not going to tail off. And I, they, the Eagles fans want to get rid of Gannon because that's they said that's the main problem. He's awful. We need to get rid of him. So if they get rid of him, so Eagles may what may stay afloat, but you know it's all of it's all we just have to wait and see what is front office going to do in this office. Are they going to do anything different? Are they going to keep going to Marshall and you know getting bottom of the barrel and hopeful and hoping that they get a J. Ron Curse? Hoping, hoping that they can find someone that they paid $2 million to come in and be a huge, huge impact. But um, I hope I hope we do go after a D-hop, I'll take OBJ, somebody, somebody with a, with a proven track record that can really come in. And I still want to draft a wide receiver, but somebody with a proven track record. And I'm also interested in offensive linemen, uh, McGlinchey over there in, in 49ers land. I would love to get him. I don't know if they're going to do it because I think he's like 20. I think he's going to cost a lot of money. But, oh, would I love to get him and add him to this line. Just and put him where? Out of curiosity, where you want to put him? McGlinchey, I think he's a – Right tackle. Honestly, yeah, he's a right tackle. So, honestly, you can put him – I mean, I personally would probably – I know people say don't touch Tyler. You flip him. But I think if you put – yeah, I would flip him. I would put, I would flip McGlinchey because I don't know. I have to look and see. Do they cross train over there? Because I don't know if McGlinchey can play left tackle. He might can't. I think um, he. And if he can't, and, and draft people can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like he plays some at Notre Dame. I could be Notre wrong. Notre Dame. Okay. But, but he might have played some right. left tackle at Notre Dame. Because if he can, it would just bring another strength. But I mean, I'm perfectly fine with Tyler saying that the left tackle because he did an amazing job in. He 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 did he exceeded our expectations because we didn't know what he was going to oh, sure. do and he just continued to progress throughout the season. Yep. But if we could add just another proven veteran dog, because that's my big, uh, just like Vox said yesterday, I want to strengthen our offensive line more than anything. I, I yep. want weapons. I want the tackles. I you know I, I want the guys that we should just bolster up. But I really really want to make. Our offensive line top five again. And so D line. We can get, Andy line. I yeah, want the and trenches to be featured to be more than anything. Solid. If we could do that, because if you look at Philly, that's how they really, that's how they won. That offense, that's how they kept winning games, kept winning games. That offensive line and that defensive line. Was hey, not just Philly. I know we've been talking about Philly all day today, but look on the other side of the ball. The Kansas City Chiefs offensive the line won the, line the game. Top five. Yeah, that offensive yeah. line is top five. Like, we've got to – if that – Jerry Steven, y'all said Dak is our franchise. Y'all said we want him here 10 more years, all this stuff. Y'all said it's time to solidify that I'm tired of just, okay, it's an okay – oh, it's pretty good. No, I'm talking about elite of the elite, top five offensive line. So however we can get there, 
That's what I want. That's what that's what be if I was GM, I'll tell that's my main focus this year. The weapons and all that stuff, we can figure that out. But we've got to get that offensive line back to elite status. But anyway, Scott, Trenches. you let me talk for like six <laughs> a long time, so I'll let you go. But uh thank you, thank you for letting me call you uh call in. And you have a good day. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't know if you celebrate it, but if you do, <laughs> I hope you have a good day then. You as well you as well, Star. Great call as always and feel free to call back in anytime. Good stuff from Star. I can't ever remember. I should have told her to say her name for the uh, socials. But, um, yeah, when she calls back in, I'll make sure I get you guys her social stuff. But uh, great stuff, Darian. I'm with you. The trenches, to me, it should be the focus. Eventually, we'll talk about running backs. We're talking about skilled players today. We'll get to tight ends. But if you can solidify those trenches on both sides of the ball, it makes everything easy. makes your life easier. Hell, it's why Michael Parsons is bringing up Calais Campbell, Deron Payne. That's why me and, well, now, you know, we're kind of shift, not we, we've already shifted from this. It's why most of us are talking about just beef up the offensive line and you can draft a running back on day two or day three. I don't need to draft a B. John Robinson. And if you go listen to some of these other analysts out there, you know, the, the ones who are the Daniel Jeremiah's, the Dame Bruglers of the world, all of them are saying this is a loaded running back class, you know, which could work against B. John Robinson. Cause what if guys say, okay, yeah, he's, he's a great player. But I can get me a guy in round two, three, four, five, six, seven. Not saying he's going to last that long, but it could work against Bijan. So, yeah, build up the trenches, star. I'm with you 100%. Good stuff. Uh, let me see if we got any more supers. And we're going to get up out of here. Can't get up, get to all the callers, man. I'll be here for all morning. Okay, I think we got we got to all of them. The last one was A.A. Ron saying that Mac Hollins is literally a developed semi, for sure. All right, let me jump into the chat for a little bit, and we gone. It's kind of hard to read because it's smaller. Jason says, best running back to come in two, three rounds in the long run. Isaiah Pacheco, exactly Texas T, seventh rounder. So so Cowboys so true Cowboys fan 1972. The he said they gave up the least sacks in the last seven years. The pass blocking race stuff is computer generated. I don't think that is necessarily the case. Uh, yes, yeah, whatever you want to say, computer generated. But if you actually go put on the film and and watch, your quarterback avoided a lot of sacks by either a getting the ball out, b moving around. I think this was his best year maneuvering the pocket of his career. Um, if you want to go see the, the night and day difference, go look at 2018, which was a better offensive line, and look at this year. He took the most sacks. Was 2018? It was 2018. 2018, he took the most sacks of his career um, that that year. Compared 58 sacks, something like that, compared to now, because he wasn't able to maneuver the pocket in, in a way that a veteran quarterback should do. And he was a third-year pro in that, at that time, but now he's a seven-year pro, so... I think Dak had a lot to do with not taking a lot of sacks. Um, and let's just be real. Those guys are better run blockers. And I'm talking about the Terrence Steeles, the Tyler Smiths of the world, and the Zach Martins. Those guys are better run blockers this season than before. That's not to say that they were, I know they were 30th or whatever it was in pass block win rate, but they weren't David Carr bad, right? Remember when David Carr was getting sacked all the time? But they just they, they just weren't the greatest of the pass blocking, which it is what it is. That's you're not going to be great at both unless you're 
that why that that Philly line. Like not too many teams are going to be great at both. So I ain't mad at them. I just think that's just the way that it was built. Uh, but another year of Tyler Smith, another year of Terrence Steele, um, Tyler Biotish continue to improve. I expect the pass blocking to get better. West Coast offense gets the ball out a bit quicker. I expect the 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 pass blocking to be a bit better. I do. I mean, hell, Tyler Smith has so many holds at left tackle this year. Maybe that was another reason why he didn't get a lot of sacks. He was on pace for like 18 penalties. I think he finished with roughly 11 or something like that. DJ's world drop one. Super chat. He says Darius Slayton has a market value of 3.5 and he would be well suited as a second or third option. He's also younger being only 26. Darius Slayton is another option. Oh, um, so, and that's that's why I also like to do three guys, because y'all guys can throw some names at me as well. Professor O threw two names out that the way I do this, when I try to go find a catboy criteria, guys, I write down more than three. I usually have about a list of like six or seven. And then I try then I dive in on those guys. Juwan Jennings and um OZ is what I call him, because I can never pronounce his name right from Atlanta. They were actually on my list of like five, six, or seven dudes. Um, so then I dove in to all of them and I came away with where we at here with these three as the Catboy criteria guys. But Darius Slayton, Jawan Jennings, they, they also fit that Catboy criteria. I don't think DJ Shark fits it because of the cheap aspect, but he does fit the injury guy aspect. He 100% fits the, is he a hurt guy with potential? That's DJ Shark. But his market value is listed at over $9 million, and I just can't see Stephen Jones paying uh, outside free agent $9 million per year annually, and he's a hurt guy. Has been a hurt guy. I do want some speed as well, man, and I think I can get that in a draft. Only thing about Jawan, I think when I did deep dive into the Jawan Jennings thing, though, Professor O, is I think he's a, a exclusive rights free agent. So I don't think he was available. I think that's why I scratched him off. I think he was an exclusive right free agent. McCole Hardman is another one. I uh, would love a McCole Hardman. In fact, if I'm being completely honest, if they were to actually go out and say, okay, we're not going to spend $3 million, $5 million, $6 million, we're, we're willing to spend $9 to $12 million, I'd actually go get McCole. Uh, his market value is at about $11 million. So that's why I didn't list him on here as Catboy Criteria. He doesn't fit. Uh, he's not cheap. And they're going to be paying whoever gets McCole if, if he gets the market value. You're talking about eleven million dollars annually. I don't, I don't, I just don't see Stephen Jones doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think that either, Chris. Uh, let me just confirm that. <clears throat> I want to make sure I ain't telling you all the wrong thing, but I'm almost sure Hartman's hold tight, hold tight. I'm sorry, ten point three. So it's, it's $10.3 million, four years, $41 million. So still, same thing. If we were willing to go to the 9 to 12 range, I'd like to get Miko. But at $10 million, I don't think Stephen Jones would do it. I don't think he'd do it. Also, we haven't put the guys that could come back. The T.Y. Hiltons of the world, and I know Noah Brown, but those are options too. T.Y. is an option. Noah Brown is going to be an option. It just is what it is. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Chris said, what about Higgins? T. Higgins? 
I'm guessing, or Marquez Callaway. Are you talking about MVS? MVS is, you go look at his. It's crazy because I think his is actually 11. Let me go see. And he just won a Super Bowl. You know how that go. You win a Super Bowl, your, your price goes up a little bit. Trying to find him, my bad. How the hell is he? Isn't Valdez Scantlin a, a free agent? Or am I tripping? I guess he's not a free agent. My bad. He was a free agent last year, that was for sure. But I definitely thought he was a free agent now. All right. Let's get up out of here, man. If you enjoyed this show today, the very first edition of the Free Agent Primer, hit that like button on your way out. Share today's show. So Cowboys fans out there that, you know, this is free agent time. You know, if you go into the barbershop, you go to work, and we start talking about all these other players, you can tell them, listen, man, that's not how we operate. If you want to know how we operate, check out this this program. (laughs) Share with your friends, families, and foes. Also, later on, I'll be on with Vice Lombardi on the Vice Lombardi Live show on the volume. And tonight, Mo will be back on for the A to Z Sports Primetime. Make sure y'all check that out. Also, if you're one of 39 million men who suffer from ED, make sure you hit up Boston Scientific. They created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. Again, that's edcure.org presented by Boston Scientific. It's easy. It don't got to be hard. But you can be. Shaq, I do like McCole Hartman because he presents speed. The Cowboys seem to ignore speed, and I think he'd be a great speed option. But I don't know about $10, $11 million. I'm going to say this. I don't know for them about $10, $11 million. But if I was just running things, I'd go get him. He's a hurt guy, though. He's a hurt guy. Something to keep in, in, uh, keep in mind. All right, let me hit this button. Get up out of here. Y'all can enjoy the rest of y'all Tuesday. Y'all non-Philly Super Bowl champion Tuesday. I ain't letting this go. Shout out to the Bomb Squad. Appreciate y'all for being here. Shout out to the chat. The calls. The fantastic calls today. Good conversation. And appreciate the donations. I will see y'all tomorrow morning. Y'all there.